Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Voices of Volion. It is I, your host, Anthony Perez, with my co-host here. Allison Ray. And today's episode is going to be about important family values slash beliefs that we have. And I want to start off by saying that, oh, like for background for those that are like new and haven't like listened to other episodes, my family comes from Nicaragua. So all of us are Hispanic slash Latino. Um, I'm the first American out of, I don't know how many generations to be honest. Um, my family were like the first ones to migrate over. So yeah, um, it's, we're gonna like have very different beliefs because uh, Ali, you wanna give your background history on your family? Yeah, so my family is kind of a mixed bag. Um, I actually did one of those ancestry things to see, like, what I actually am, and it is, like, what we thought, which is cool. But, um, so on my dad's side, I am very, very Irish. I'm, like, 50-something. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly Irish. I'm 50-something percent Irish. And then the rest of it is, like, German um, and French. And then on my mom's side, um, she's mostly, again, Irish, German, and French. However, my mom was actually adopted. So we were actually raised in, well, she was raised in a extremely Italian and Slovak household. Um, Like my, I think my great-great-grandparents came over here from Italy on my mom's side. And then my um, great aunt came over here from um, Czechoslovakia on her side. My dad's side of the family, mm. they've been here for since Pennsylvania was settled because they came over with William Penn. They've been here for very, 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 very long time in the in America. But um, yeah, that's my family background. Um, so I want to start off by, like, saying that in mine and a whole bunch of other people's families down here, um, I live in South Florida, Miami specifically, so there's gonna be, like, a lot of Cubans, a lot of Hispanics, because, you know, we're, like, we're the most, like, southern point of the U.S. that's, like, closest to, like, the, uh, like Central and South America, like not including um like Texas and stuff. And Cuba's like right under us too. And then you have like Puerto Rico and uh the Dominican Republic and stuff. So we have a lot of them as well here. And one family value that we have like shared among the population is like really strong family bonds so like um we all live under the same house um my family does when i see other people and i go to their house i also see that they live with people like they live with their grandparents their parents and then like brothers and sisters as well 
like a common household isn't like the four person household where it's like you know the two parents and like in general the like two kids i think most families are is like comprised of i think that's a typical household size four um that's not true with us like it's always gonna be at least like six and out you got the two parents um the kids and then the grandparents as well um so yeah and then for my family my dad and my mom are split so like i have different households but for my dad's it was eight people at a time in one house it was both of my grandparents their three kids which is my uncle aunt and my dad and then me and my two brothers it was eight of us um for my mom it was me my brother my mom my stepdad and my grandfather as well as um we've had my uncle in there my aunt um some relatives of the family in mine as well but yeah it's like a larger family size household um we always believe that like family should stick together and they shouldn't really like separate and go for a poor um i see that kind of breaking in my family now i'm not going to lie like it's sad because like we don't get to see them a lot like my Aunt, one of my aunts in my mom's house or in my mom's family she's in louisiana and then my uncle he moved but he's still in the city at least my other aunt is also in the city but she also moved out so it's like i 100% understand you like want your own house your own life and not being like in the same household but we still have that like super strong family bond like Every holiday, we would go to my uncle's house and have the big party there. Or sometimes we would go visit my aunt in Louisiana and stuff. And, like, that's just something that I, like, really love about, like, my type of community. Because I know, and I've seen this a lot on social media, but, like, also with, like, close friends, I know that white families, as soon as you turn 18, they just, like try to kick you out of the house as soon as possible for some reason like they just turned 18 they're probably still in high school and you're like come on now you gotta get out like you've been here long enough and it's just like weird to me Mm-hmm. <clears throat> have you had experience like that so my family as i said is very italian that was like mostly the culture that I grew up with, up in with Italian. I'm not actually Italian, but that's just how we were raised because that's how my mom was raised for the most part. So my dad's side of the family, they've been in America so long that they don't really, they never really had a lot of ties back to like their culture or anything like that. Because like I said, we came here like like forever ago. Um, my mom's side of the family, my 
grandpa actually like passed away when my mom when they first adopted my mom so when she was a baby baby um and we're we're so close to like his family but um because of that i think she wasn't really as raised as much in the um czechoslovakia culture which is what he was she was more raised in my grandma's culture since she was the one who was still alive who was um just about, I would say she's probably 100% Italian, if I had to guess. If not, she's very, very close to being 100% Italian. Um, so that's what I was mostly raised in. Um, Italians are very, very family-oriented. It's not to the extent where we will all live in the same house. Some do. Um, some Italian families will. Especially, I think, like, in New York, that's pretty common. Stuff like that. Um, over here though, it's not as common. Um, however, if you're not living in the same house, you almost always tend to be like within walking distance or like a five minute drive from all of like your direct relatives. So like your grandparents, your cousins, aunts, uncles, which is how we were. So we were about a five minute walk to my grandma's house where I grew up at. It was like two streets over my, I didn't have any aunts and uncles. Um, just because my grandma, I, I don't know if she was never able to have kids or what, but she had only adopted my mom. She didn't adopt anyone else. Um, but my great aunts and great uncles, again, we were all within like five to 10 minute walk of, um, them growing up actually. Uh, we all lived in the same city and everything. Um, well, more of a town, not really a city. Uh, so we all live super close to each other. So that's one way it's kind of similar a little bit. We didn't live in the same house, but we did live right next to each other. Living in the same house would have been probably horrible because I have three siblings. So that's already six people in one house. Mom, dad, four, four kids. Um... That's already a lot. So thinking of adding like my grandma, grandpa, and then great aunts and uncles, well, that would be, that'd be a lot. Um, I know it was, it is really in my, like in the cases of my great aunts and uncles, their kids actually did live with them. Um, I think the entire time I was growing up, their, um, kids lived with them. Um, Kind of like how you were saying, um, even mm -hmm. though they were like, you know, adults. Um, now, actually, so my grandma lives, was living alone. My mom actually moved in with her. So now my mom and grandma actually live together. And that's interesting. They drive mm -hmm. each other crazy, but it's okay. Um, one thing that we did, though, because like I said, we were very family oriented is, like, every Sunday, we would all go over to my grandma's house for, like, a big dinner. So, we would all go to church, and then afterwards, we would go to my grandma's for, like, a big dinner. Uh, we would usually do, like, sauce and meatballs. Um, and a lot of the times, she would, like, come over for, like, a meal um, during the weekday, stuff like that, um, just because she lives so close. Um, and that's that's pretty normal in Italian families to meet up, like, one, at least once, maybe a few times a week to um, catch up about how it's going, stuff like that. Um, 
yeah, so we don't, mm-hmm. we didn't live in one big house, but I mean, I kind of did because I had three siblings and that was a lot, but yeah. And we would all get together yeah. for like any holiday that we'd have and stuff like that. We would have, we do a lot, like during Christmas, we have at least like four to five Christmas parties that we go to. Um, we have basically every mm-hmm. week of Christmas, we have a different house that we have to go to. Uh, with my family and that's actually the um slovak side for the most part that we go to the ones from czechoslovakia uh Mm -hmm. they're also very big into family not as big as italians are into family like we my cousins and stuff we do not have meals with them every sunday or anything like that we never have um but whenever there's a holiday we go to we see them literally every day during that holiday week um (laughs) we also usually will have like a big family reunion stuff like that um yeah we definitely don't see them as much as we saw like my grandma and stuff um growing up though um I think another important family value that we have is um it's gonna sound like turbo cliche, but like it's just to the, like accept people as they are because when we're Hispanic and we're like already discriminated against, um my whole family was like anti Trump because Obviously, he was, like, generalizing a lot of us. And we live in a bubble in South Florida because, again, we have a very Hispanic population. But the second you leave, like, I want to say, like, above, like, an hour off, you're, like, in white Florida already. Um... I had a lot of friends go up to, like, the other colleges and, like, the big cities in Florida, and they say that they have, like, big culture shock and whatnot. And, um, like, tying it back to what my family's whole value of, like, not being judgmental and stuff like that, because, like, we have, so, like, we know how it feels, and it's just not right, obviously. Um, I'm pretty sure that's also why me coming out was, like, not difficult for them because they didn't have that type of like trait to them I guess um I remember my dad ever since I was little he was always like oh every human like has feelings and stuff like that don't be rude be kind stuff like that like the cliche movie lessons of like be kind and stuff like that but that's like an important value for us yeah we have a similar um my not as much like it wasn't really my grandma my grandma my mom's side thinking but it was my mom's thinking that like it is very important to accept anyone, no matter who they are, no mm. matter what they are. 
That's why, like, when my, like, brother came out to my mom, she didn't care. Um, mm-hmm. And she was always, because when my parents got divorced and she was dating, she was always very firm. And if anyone, like, she was dating or anything like that ever had a problem with, like, Kyle, she would immediately break up with them. She didn't care. Mm. Um, she's very, very much about acceptance. And she put that into all of us. Um so my grandma on my dad's side, she's the same way. She was a social worker for many, many, many years. So she's seen like mm-hmm. people, you know, getting kicked out for being gay or being whatever. Um, has had to deal with those cases. She's also extremely open minded. Um they I like to joke that they um together they made for socialist children because it's kind of what they made. Um, because me and all of my brothers are very, very open-minded we're extremely um democrat um forward with all of our beliefs and stuff like that uh my dad on the other hand my dad would always say oh i'm so proud of you when because like my friend group in high school we had like a lot of people who were um part of the lgbtq community so he'd always be like I love that you're making such diverse friends, but on the other hand, he, like, didn't accept Kyle that well. Um, Mm. So he's kind of one of those kind of people that it's okay as long as it's not my children Mm -hmm. kind of a person. And now he's just, like, he's just jumped off of the Republican, like, diving board after my parents got divorced, um, so to say. I bet he would still vote for Trump, um in the next election coming up if Trump's even able to run because of all the stuff going on and him hopefully mm-hmm. going to jail. But that's that's a different podcast. Yeah. Um I think another one is this is like another basic one. But it's a funny story, and they always have this saying of, like, whatever is in the dark always comes to light. And, like, it's always... That's another, like, cliche quote. And the lesson tied to that is, like, always be honest and never lie. And the reason why they're, like, so, like, bound to that thought process of, like, always being honest and never hiding anything and just being, like, 100% like, open is because my uncle, aunt, and my dad, they went to Miami Springs Middle in high school down here in Miami, and they, they were in the, they were going to school in a time where the education wasn't, like, as good, and, like, the environment down here wasn't as civil as it is now, um, it was a lot of like gang like activity back then. Um there was like a lot of alcohol and drugs and delinquents and stuff going around and I don't know specifically what my dad and uncle were doing, but I think they were kinda getting caught up in that. And the only reason why my grandparents found out was because we have a psychic slash medium in the family. 
and they're like a long time family friend that they would like tell us stuff and she told my grandparents that my uncle and my father were doing stuff that they weren't supposed to and she was like hinting towards it about like violence and stuff and then when my grandparents asked like they admitted to whatever they were doing so they were like kind of spooked that she was right about that that was just one of the many things that the psychic has been right on um so yeah never keep stuff hidden because it does come to light one way or another like always be honest and upfront about what you're doing and you won't have to lie yeah um we didn't we didn't have anything like that my family was a very uh my family's not superstitious or anything like that um because that goes into being a little superstitious um I mean, it was just frowned upon a lie, uh, but we didn't have any, like, I guess it's not really a core, like, family value, I don't think, that we have. Um, one family value, though, that we do have, it kind of goes into what the next episode is going to be a little bit, is, um... For things like holidays, we mm. do not let anyone celebrate a holiday alone. Even if, like, we barely know someone, if we know that they're going to be celebrating the holiday alone, we invite them to come celebrate with our family. Like, that's a very important um, value that my whole family kind of has. Um for example, when I was younger, we had, um, my mom worked at a daycare mm -hmm. and it was like an adult daycare. It was run through a church and the church had just gotten like a new pasture. So, and they didn't have any family around here. So we had invited like the pasture and his wife and, um, their like little baby over for, um, Christmas. A lot of the times, um, I have one of my really one of my friends, um, her mom died not really long ago. She doesn't really have much family, so we always invite her over for, like, holidays. Um, mm -hmm. we've, in, we've invited a lot of different people. We invited one of our local DJs on a radio station. My mom worked yeah. with um, his wife. And they didn't have like anything to do for one of, for a holiday one time, so we invited them over. Um, one of the people that I actually work with, her for she's in college still. She's one of our, um, what do I want to say, student employees. Uh, she lives like five hours away, and we don't get any time off for Easter, so she might be coming over for Easter if she doesn't end up driving home. Cause she'd only be able to drive home for like two two days. Um, mm -hmm. which five hours is a lot to drive home for two days. So she might come over this year. That's just like one important family value that we have, um, that we've just always done. Um, 
Yeah. And that kind of goes, I said, say that goes into next week's episode because next week's episode is actually going to be about like what we do during Easter um, and mm-hmm. our, our Easter traditions. Uh, does your family do anything like that, guy? Yes. So down here, there's like little events that people organize. Um, for the kids, there'd be like a scavenger hunt for Easter eggs on like a park or something. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff for the adults with clubbing and stuff like that. It just depends what you want, really. Um, for my specific family, we don't do much. Maybe we'll host like a little party for the kids and do that Easter egg hunt. But that's about it. Nice, nice. Um, another another thing that my family um, does that I don't necessarily... This is one I don't agree with and I will not be carrying on. Is my, my family tends to be very, very progressive for the most part. With like acceptance mm-hmm. and stuff like that. One thing they are not progressive with is the thought that women should do like everything mm-hmm. for the household kind of a thing. Yeah. So like a great example of this is during Christmas time, like I would go over my mom's and all of my brothers were staying at my mom's cause they all live all over the country right now. Um, mm-hmm. So we were all, we were all at my mom's and anytime my mom needed help with something, every single time she asked me to, she never asked any of my brothers. It was always me. And this happens all the time. Like, whenever we would, even when we were kids, like, when we'd be doing stuff, like, having parties or whatever, I would be Mm -hmm. the one in charge of, like, helping clean the house and helping cook and everything like that. And my brothers would maybe have to go mow the lawn. And that's all. Even if it was, like, a party for me. I would be in charge of, like, helping it, like, get set up and everything. Um... So that goes into, like, the whole, you know, women stay home and, like, do household stuff while the men go away. That is not a view that I share. I will not be passing Mm -hmm. that on to my kids. My kids are going to be all doing equal amounts of work and assistance. Um, That's not even something that I have in my household now. For the most part, I'm the one who goes out and, like, makes, you know, the big bucks, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it that. Um, and Alex, my boyfriend, someone who stays home, he cooks most of the meals. He'll, I help him clean, but he, um, he'll do, like, the basic day-to-day cleaning. Um, he, like, takes care of the, well, I think usually men tend to take care of cat's litter anyways, because there's something with cat litter that can actually make women really sick, I think. Um, but he takes care of that stuff and all that, um. So, yeah, that's something I will not be passing on to my children, though, because that's not something I agree with. Um, It actually surprises me that my mom agree that my mom still, like, goes into that, like, kind of a mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. Because she's very progressive on just about everything else, except for that one issue. Um, 
does your family do similar things? I know you have all brothers, but um, mm, yes, my aunt and my grandmother had to do like everything. Not going to lie, they would do the laundry on Sundays. They would do the uh. The cleaning and the cooking and stuff. Um, but then again, ouch. My grandmother, because she was like, she wasn't physically able to work, so she'd be at home. But even though she had a lot of health issues, she was never one to just stay still. Oh my god, that lady was moving everywhere. If she wasn't doing something, she just like perish. Like she always had to be doing something. She had to be like folding clothes or doing the dishes or cooking something. And I was like, girl, just stay still. And my aunt would help her and stuff. So um like they weren't like the the money makers per se. That was my grandfather. Father, uncle, and my dad. So it wasn't like everything was being done by them. You get me? Like they didn't have that work part. Because I know there's a lot of women that, on top of all these chores that I expect them to do, they still also have to work. Yeah, that's how my mom was when we were little. Like she mm-hmm. had a 40 hour a week job and she still did all of the cleaning, all of the laundry, all of the cooking. All of the... Well, mm-hmm. my dad usually went with her grocery shopping. Um, on the other hand, I can understand why she did the cooking. Because my dad worked like an hour away. So he wouldn't usually get home until 6pm. Which is already mm. kind of late to be feeding four children. Um, mm. Three of who are boys. Who eat like no one's tomorrow. So I can kind of understand why she would do the cooking on the weekday days but like on the weekend like my dad could have 100 percent, or like he could have because she would only clean on the week weekend so he could have got up early and went and helped her clean he just never did he would just sit and play he would either play he he, yeah usually he played age of empires on his computer yeah um but no it was kind of balanced with our side because it was more the stereotypical housewife and a daughter, but like, um, my grandfather would cook sometimes, so it wasn't just like, it was like eighty-five to ninety percent my grandmother and aunt that would cook, and then like the rest of the ten percent would be my grandfather. But then again, my grandmother couldn't work, so the guys in the family did. And then my aunt does have a job in the family company, but it's more of like a secretary, so it was like indoor paperwork. So she could be doing that while she's cooking and stuff. Yeah, the the only time my dad would cook is if we were grilling. That's the only time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think 
the last value I want to talk about, which is one that I wouldn't pass down, like you just mentioned. Um, mm, there's a few. One of them I mentioned the very first episode of this podcast series, which was overbearing parents. I wouldn't like keep super close tabs on my kids where it's like controlling to the point. Um, like, invading their privacy and, like, checking their phone super often and seeing everything. Like, as we mentioned before, I would only do that if there's, like, a suspicion of something. You get me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, My parents really didn't check our stuff, though. They just, like, wouldn't let us watch certain things. Um. Yeah, like... Parental control, like, I, and like, 100% agree on there's some things that kids just shouldn't be really exposed to that is My out there, especially, extreme, but... especially on Twitter. Like, Twitter's gonna be, like, the most no site until you're, like, a teen. Like, sorry, but no. Um, but yeah. I'm just not gonna I teach my that... kids what social media is. Lots of brain. <laughs> I mentioned that the first episode, so I wouldn't include that this time. Um, oh, okay. I 100%. Okay, so one trait or one value, I guess, is my family is super into the phrase oh just grow thick skin everyone is so sensitive Mm. nowadays my mom is one of those old school like super uh like tough people Mm -hmm. because you know back then there was no filter on anything no one would be called out for anything it was just slurs left and right yeah. So, obviously, times have changed. The generation has been a lot more uh, socially aware in what you're not supposed to be saying. And <laughs> it's <sighs> some of the things that they say just doesn't make sense. Like, I've had my mom tell me, oh, you gotta grow thick skin, Tony. You can't let everything get to you. But it's like, why do I have to change for other people's actions? Why can't they change? They're the ones causing the pain and the hurt. Why do I have to act like it doesn't hurt? Or try my best to not get affected by it. But like, that's not helping the issue. That's not attacking the root of the cause which is them being like that i wouldn't need thick skin obviously in a perfect world where everyone's super nice and friendly but like i'm not saying oh you just don't get thick skin like everything no because obviously like there is gonna be people around the world that would like come for you and you just like need to nod it again to your head but Mm -hmm. at the same time some stuff really does hurt us no matter how fucking thick skin you have like slurs will get to you 
maybe in a double minority, which we've talked about before, or like some rude comments about like appearance and stuff. Like it will hurt anyone, obviously. Like that's just one thing where it's like I would tell my children like don't ignore your emotions, always feel them. But don't dwell on it too much. Yeah, that kind of goes into, like, my last family value that I don't agree with and I won't pass on is, like, <clears throat> the thought process of you should, like, hide your emotions and, like, push them down. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, they're just going to boil up and it's going to be ten times worse. Like, you're a man. Why are you crying? Time. Like, oh my exactly. god. And growing up with, like, three older brothers, I was told that, too, a lot of the times. Um, that and another one that's kind of similar is, um, like, kind of the thought process of rub some dirt in it. Like, if you're hurt, mm. just, like, you know, get over it. You're fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the times parents um and people will not let you feel the pain that you're in whether it's emotional or physical like for example i had some i've had some issues with my shoulder where i had uh basically what's called bursitis which is an inflammation in your shoulder um oh what Mm -hmm. is that your shoulder yeah yeah just your shoulder like right below your shoulder uh i don't know what that is calf i guess I'm, I'm not a biologist uh, or doctor, um, but in that area, and I got, and I kept, like, telling my dad, like, my shoulder hurts, like, a lot. Like, I need to go see someone, and he just kept telling me, rub some dirt in it. You're fine. You're just overreacting. It doesn't hurt that bad. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I finally, and, like, my whole arm was, like, numb for, like, a year, too because there was so much inflammation just pushing on all of my nerves and stuff in my shoulder um i finally went to the doctor the doctor actually told me something very similar he was like you'll be fine it's fine so i went to go get a second opinion and Mm -hmm. they actually took me serious with it and they did some tests and they found that i had bursitis and it was so bad that if i had let it go anymore i would have ended up having to get um shoulder surgery because I, it would have like basically broken my shoulder, um, my rotator cuff. That's what it's called. That's the word I'm looking for. It would have torn my rotator cuff because the inflammation was like that bad, um, in my shoulder. And like the whole time, I was basically being told, "It's in your head. You're fine. You're not. It's mm-hmm. like not that bad. You'll be okay." Where I almost had to have rotator cuff surgery when I'm only like twenty. At the time, I was, like, 22, 21. Um, and that, I, I've noticed that happens a lot, especially with girls, I feel like. Because a lot of pain that women tend to have is, like... Oh, yeah, they think not, they're being dramatic. Yeah, it's, like, not broken bones or anything like that. But it's, like, stuff that's happening, like, inside of us. Like, with our periods and stuff like that. That pain can get really, 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 really bad. Like almost debilitating bad i've had friends that that's happened to and they're basically told by like people around them mostly men that you're fine it'll be fine just get over it you're okay um where they're literally actually crying because um their bodies hurt that much um 
happens a lot with people who have um really any autoimmune disease as well a lot of the times autoimmune diseases will cause you to have like pain or like fatigue and stuff like that and a lot of the times doctors will just be like you're fine where you actually mm-hmm. have something that's literally like extremely wrong with you like that happened to um i think that happened to my mom when she was trying to get diagnosed with lupus they were like no you're fine and then she ended up having lupus fibromyalgia and um Raynaud's disease so yeah that's one family value that especially my dad my mom doesn't have as much but my dad very much has he likes to like mitigate our pain to act like it's nothing um which is not good to do uh to your kid you need to let them feel pain let them you know complain about it and actually take it seriously don't just write it off Mm -hmm. Whether it's emotional um, or physical. Either one. Um, I think that's about everything I had. Did you have any others you want to talk about? No, that wasn't it yet. Okay. So, please um, follow us. Subscribe to us. uh, Give us five stars. Whatever it is where you're listening. Helps new people find us. um, And learn... You know, about us and about our ideals, stuff like that. Um, Guy, what is our next episode going to be? So, next episode, um, we've mentioned it earlier in the podcast. It's going to be about um, Easter and what we do with it, or what we do on the holiday and, like, traditions and stuff. Because next week is April 2nd, but we won't be doing one for Easter because it's on the 9th, which is that Sunday. So just a heads up. Yeah. All right. So come back on April 2nd to listen to us talk about our traditions with Easter, what we're going to be doing and all that fun stuff and have a great week until then.